Thank you for listening to our Faith Temple, NFPOG, broadcast. If you would like more information about us, you can visit our website at www.ftnfcog.org. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just type Faith Temple, NFCOG in the search. Praise God! I'm all fine. Are y'all happy for tonight? Yes! Praise God, amen. Oh, let's see what's on the Papa Ivan Grant. Amen. Yes! Father God of heaven, I give thy great and precious and matchless name praise on tonight. Thank you, God, for being our God, our Lord, and our Savior. We thank you because there's none like you. Glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders. Father, I return to tell you thank you. Thank you for these, your people, that are standing in your presence. Spirit, Continue to have your way. Spirit, yes. oh God, send your word and send your anointing. God, we bless your name for salvation through the precious blood of Jesus. We thank yes. you, God, for yes. you yet yes. working in the midst of your people. And God, I return on tonight to tell you thank you. I lift you up, I magnify you, I exalt you because you're God on tonight. Ah, God, we love you on tonight. We love you so much. We're willing to walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Hey, God, redeeming the time. Days are evil. Thank you, God, for this congregation. You know what they stand in need of. Let your word go out. Let it find a resting place in someone's heart. Oh, God, we thank you, God, right now for what you're going to do, what you're doing now, and what you, yeah, God, have done. We thank you. Yeah, God, the word of God reminds us of everything to give thanks. Uh, we love you for it. We bless your name for it. Yeah, God, we magnify you for it on tonight. Not by might, nor by power. But God, you declared you would do it by your spirit. And we thank you. We bless your name. We count it done in Jesus' name. People of God say amen. Thank God. Please be seated. In the presence of this great God that we serve, honor Bishop tonight. God bless you, Bishop. Amen. To Pastor Paul and Elder Wright. Amen. God bless you, Minister Coleman, Sister Coleman. So good to see you. What a surprise to look upon your face tonight. Thank you for, amen, the press that you made to come to the house of God. I know that you wanted to be here, but you would not have traveled two and a half hours to get here. To the mother, God bless you. Amen. To the deacons, amen. Amen. To our amen. Song leaders this morning. We honor you. To our precious brother tonight. Thank you for your presence tonight. Amen. Those of you I don't know, it's good to see you on tonight. We honor every one of you in your respective places. Thank God for salvation. Yes. Through the precious brother. I'm glad to say tonight. This is happening tonight. <laughs> Amen, amen. Joy bells ringing down on the inside. God has ever done anything for you. Old saints, you say, to the glad glass <laughs> down in your spirit. Yes, he has. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. I thank God I'm saved on tonight. I am free and separated from sin. Converted from all my old ways. Justified by faith. Sanctified through the precious blood of Jesus. I'm baptized. I'm filled. With the Holy Ghost and that with fire. Yeah. I know he did it because I was there. Yes. Yes. He did it for me or do it for somebody else. Yes. Amen. Yes. I often say I was one that brought, was brought up in church, but I did not want to be saved. Had saved parents, saved grandparents. But you know how it is. You want to break out of that mold, if you will. Amen. Everybody around you saved. But thanks be to God. Yes. Amen. He gave me a desire. He gave me a want to be saved. Yes. Amen. You gotta want to be saved. Can't be casual about it. We said that on last night. Cannot be casual. This is this is judgment work we're doing. Have you do you understand that this is life and death stuff we're doing? If I can put it that way. Yes, yes. Amen. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. That's right. But the gift of God is eternal life. Ah. Thank you. I'm looking for eternal life. You look for yes, eternal life. Yes, 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 yes. I know I have a time here, 
Amen. But I'm looking, Pastor Paul. I'm looking for a better day. Won't have to pray no more. Won't have to cry no more. Won't have to deal with these old burdens and circumstances. Every day going to be Sunday. Amen. God bless you, precious saints of God. Thank God. Amen. For this crusade, this crusade that uh, the Lord placed in Bishop's spirit. Bishop, you have not seen the full fruition of what God is doing. Amen. I, don't, I believe that if God gives you something, you will see the manifestation of. Do you believe that? Amen. And I have found out in my walk with God, God does not work and think like we do. Amen. Amen. <laughs> we uh, sort of put time limits on God. Y'all know what I mean. Right. We want God to do it in a certain time. God doesn't yeah. do it. Amen. Then, then we get discouraged. But God's timing is not like our time. God is infinite. God works outside of time. We're controlled by the clock. We're controlled by schedules, if you will. Not God. Amen. God is the same. Jesus Christ is saved yesterday, today, and forever. We will get into the word of God. We told the saints of last night that we sort of want to go back uh, a couple of nights. We talked about the original yes last night. I'm going to get just a little bit more volume, Elder. I would appreciate just a little bit more volume. I don't want to, amen, hollow the screen as much tonight. Yes, yes, yes. We want to reminisce. We want to revisit, if you will, how God saved and delivered us. Amen. But tonight, well, Last night, we, we, we talked in reference to doctrine. And with, with doctrine comes a practical. I'll say that again. We talked mainly about doctrine last night, but with doctrine comes, thank you, Elder, I appreciate that, comes practical. If you can remember in your science classes in school, they, they talked about different things. But then you had to go in the lab. Yes. And experience what you talked about. So that's what we're going to do tonight. I'm not going to have you stand and read uh, the scripture tonight because I'm going to be in the 51st Psalm, if you will. And we're going to be kind of skipping around that 51st Psalm. But I need to, amen, I'd like to get back story to my subject on tonight. Because my subject is really taken from the New Testament but it applies, amen, so very much to this 51st Psalm, if you will. You might recall uh, Paul is on his second missionary journey. He comes to Philippi, and he's going about his normal business, and then there's a damsel that follows Paul and Silas around saying, Behold, the servant of God, show up the way of salvation. And the Bible says she did this for many, many days. Paul got vexed in his spirit. Yes. Vexed in his spirit. So Paul cast that demon out because the Bible says she worked in divination, if you will. Made money for her master. Yes. When her master saw that Amen. The, 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 the money and the game was gone. They, they, they drug Paul and Silas to the magistrates. Yes. Said these men, amen, they're trying to make us do something that we're not able to do and put something on us that we're not able to do. So they beat Paul, beat Silas. Yes, they did. <laughs> put him in jail, put him in stocks. Yes. Now you gotta understand something. Stocks were of such that the legs were spread, which put extra pain and agony on the one that was in prison. So not only were they in jail, they were they were kind of bound down, yes. bound up, if you will. I'm coming to the subject. You're all right, sir. And the Bible says, now at midnight, Paul and Silas sang and they prayed. <laughs> what do you do? When there's troubles afoot. If you don't know what to do, I would advise you tonight when things seem like they're going wrong. That is a good time to pray. Yeah. 
and sing songs and spiritual songs and make a melody in your heart as the Bible says. And the Bible says suddenly there was an earthquake. They loose and the jail and loose their minds. Amen. And everybody was free. What a powerful prayer that must have been.
iniquity. Hallelujah. And in sin, then my mother conceived me. Understood that there's a root cause of sin. We all were born in sin. We all were shaped in iniquity. Grant nature is not good. Man's nature, not good. Whatever, amen, you were born in, whatever parents you were born of, not good. Amen. We were born of a corruptible seed. Yes. Amen. We had the will to sin. Yes. Even if we didn't do all that came into our spirit and our hearts. But it was there. Yes. Some sinned more than others. Because it just led that way. David understood that I was born in sin. My mother conceived me in sin. But he also recognized that God wanted truth yeah. in the inward Yeah, yeah. We were talking about the heart on last night. Truth down on the inside. Sin is not pretty, saints. And you got to realize that when you're wrong, that amen, there is hope for you. God detests. God hates sin. Sin is an abomination before God. Amen. Sin cannot reign in the sight of God. Amen. God turns his back, amen, to sin. Yes, but when somebody comes and repents, yeah. he turns his face toward that individual. Yes. So now David is caught in the condition of sin. Yes. Amen. A man that had done many wonderful works for the Lord, and now he's torn, he's open. Wanting the deliverance. Yeah. There is a recognition of your state of sin in the fifth and the sixth verse. Everyone that comes to the altar, they recognize I'm a sinner and God is right. Yes. They understand their situation, not in their own eyes, but in the eyes of God. Yes. Unless you see your situation as God sees your situation, yeah. there is no hope. But David understood the eye of the Lord was on him. Yes. And God was not pleased. Mm. What an awful state to find yourself in. When God is angry with you. I don't want to be in that state. Yeah. Woo. I don't want an angry God with me. Yes. But David understood that there was hope. Yeah. The condition. Now... Amen. There must be confession. Do you see the, the pattern going on here? You'll find David's uh, confession of sin in the third and the fourth verse. Yes. Listen to what David says. For I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is ever before me. He's not hiding. He's putting it all out there. He's letting, amen, God know that I am not satisfied with what I've done. So I got to have open confession about it. Yes, yes. Ah, years ago, we don't do it that much in church anymore. But when somebody, amen, sinned in the church, pastor would have them come up and confess that sin before everybody. Am I right? Amen. Amen. They did two things. Amen. Put fear in the church. Nobody wanted to stand in that position with eyes upon you and say, I've sinned, saints. I want you to forgive me. Then Pastor Paul said it like last night. Open confession. It's good for the soul. That's why the that they go in and they can tell the priest what they have done. Amen. But we know over here in salvation, God always looks at us and we can always confess to him. Yes. So they acknowledge his transgression. Sin says the devil before him. You know when you messed up, you can't get away from it. You wake up in the morning and it's there. Yeah. 
You go to bed at night, it's there. Sin is a burden. Yes, it is. Sin is a hardship. Sin, amen, will make you old before your time. David said, I want to acknowledge my transgression. Amen. My sin is ever before me. David was truly grieved in his spirit. Heart was cut. Amen. He was sorrowful. Bible says, amen, in the, the New Testament, where godless sorrow worketh repentance. You got to become sorrowful for what you've done. If that doesn't do anything for you, remember when we were children and we did something against our parents. And we really wanted mom and dad to forgive us. We begin to cry, Mom, I won't do it no more. Daddy, I won't do it no more. If you had a father like I had, we only cried because Daddy was getting ready to get the strap Hallelujah. But now he stands before God. I'm acknowledging my sin. I'm acknowledging what I've done wrong. He realized I've sinned against God. I know Bathsheba was in plan. I realized I killed Uriah. But my sin ultimately, it was against God. And I can't stand justified before God unless I openly tell God, amen, what I have done. He knows it. But it's got to come out of your mouth. Your mouth but only comes out of your heart. Yes, it does against thee. And thee only have I seen. I've done this evil in your sight. I want you to put yourself in David's position. King of Israel. This kingdom is looking up to him. He has life and death at his disposal. And now he's standing before a true God that has life and death in his hand. You must understand what David did. The law said that you must die. Think about that. God's man must die for the sin that he did. And David is crying out for forgiveness. You must understand something also, church. Sin cannot go unpunished. There is a penalty for sin in and out of the church. Even though, amen, David did not die because of it. God said, now the sword shall not be removed from your house. I'm going to raise up trouble in your own house because of what you have done. Sin cannot go unpunished. David understood that. And David was willing to take his punishment. But back to the point. I sinned against God. I made God angry. I want God angry at me. Amen. I want to be in good standing with this God. Don't you want to be in good standing with God? Yes, I do. Amen. One thing about sin. Sin brings condemnation. Greater is he that's in you. And condemnation comes on when something is not right. And we must get it right. Because it bears on your conscience. It bears on your mind. It's being rehearsed over and over and over again. Can't you hear the jailer crying out, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? There must be action to be saved. You can't sit idly by and just wait for something to move you. You've got to go after salvation. You've got to run after salvation. You must pray after salvation. You must cry after salvation. You must want salvation more than anything else in life. David, one to be restored. 
over to the position that he was in. So he cries out, I'm but I want you to get this tonight. Somebody tell him thank you. He said, Yeah, I see, and the only have I sinned. I've done this evil in your sight. Listen to the second part of that. That, 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 that thou mightest be justified when, when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. In other words, David is saying that when, when, when we confess, when we acknowledge, when we open our mouth, God is free there's nothing standing in the way but long behold stuff unrepentant sin is sin not forgiven say that one more time unrepentant sin is sin that's not forgiven you can't carry unrepentant sin in your heart you can't even praise God right can't even shout right can't even sing right when there's something in your heart just a little something will separate you from God one must I do to be saved we found out we gotta see our sin as God sees it then we gotta confess it Mm, confession is good for the soul. Even a little thing. Even if you talk mm, contrary to somebody. Bishop, I'm sorry. I talked a little shock to you. Would you forgive me? It was only a result of the day that I had. You know we can come out of mouth a little shock sometimes. You don't have to do nothing big like adultery. But just a little something, it will separate you from God. Yes, I am. David confesses his sin. He's purged himself. He made it known to God. I'm letting God know I'm not carrying anything. I'm emptying myself. I'm emptying my soul. Come in. Don't you know that's what you have to do? Can't you see somebody at the altar? Don't have to tell it to me, but they must empty themselves so that they can move on. Much like Jesus, when he spoke out in the word, prepare me a body and I'll go down. The Bible says Christ of all of his glory he divested himself of all of his glory so that he could come down in a human form couldn't have none of that heavenly glory attached to him because he had to feel what you felt had to, had to be lonely like you are sometimes had to know what pain felt like how could he deliver you from pain if he didn't feel pain himself. So we got to rid of all that heavenly glory. If you want to be delivered, you got to divest yourself of all of that sin. Get rid of it. And you know when you confess it, Yes, you do. That's the reason why marriages break up. Somebody can't say, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I've done wrong. That's the hardest thing to do is to ask somebody for forgiveness. But when you stand in church between life and death, you'll say, I do. I want to be delivered. I don't tell care this. I don't want this thing anymore. It's attached itself to me. It's a burden. I'm under pressure. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Come in and out of church night after night. Feel the same old thing. But I want to get rid of it. I need to get rid of it. Me. I can't serve God like this. I can't be 
free in my spirit like this. I even doubt and unbelief in your mind. Oh, your freedom you have in God. Say so you're not going to do no big stuff. We're not going to go out there and smoke reefer. We ain't going out there and commit adultery and fornication. But just a little bit of doubt, just a little bit of unbelief, just a little bit of denying God's word. We stand, we separated from God. We don't have that anymore. All we want is to lay on our hands. We want the, the, the preacher to absolve our sin. But I'm here to let you know, let it work like that. I told you last night, I cried and I cried. Crying all night long. My soul, soul's at stake. Reputation's not at stake. My name is not at stake. Somebody died for the soul. What's your name? The proper man to gain the whole world and lose his soul. Or what will man give in exchange for his soul? Christ died for the soul. So You gotta ask God for something. You want God to do something for you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Join me at the first verse. Look what David says in his petition. Have mercy. I've sinned. I've sinned. But have mercy. Don't you know God is Say, yes, he is. Oh, God, according to thy loving kindness, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of our tender mercy. I'm the sole only one that can deliver me. Transmission, my transgression, cast it far from me. I don't want it. Your tender mercies. I'm appealing. David's appealing to the mercy of the Lord. Saints of God, learn a lesson about the God that you serve. God is full. God is full of mercy. It's the enemy that keeps you from coming to God and acknowledging whatever. Right. Need I to you. 
This is life and death thing we're doing here. My life, my eternal life, is hinged upon my relationship with God. And when I stand before God, I don't want anything in the way. Might I remind you what I said last night? Many Jesus said, will say that they I cast out demons in your name. So don't you get carried away with gifts and callings. Apostle means nothing. Accountability time. Elder means nothing. Accountability. Bishop means not one blessed thing. Accountability. Deacon and pastor. Mother means nothing. But it's your soul. It's the soul. Right uh, to 
be whiter than snow. Yeah. That's what David says. Make me the heat of joy and gladness. It sounds like the joy left. That's right. It sounds yeah. like the gladness escaped from. Yeah. Saints, when you can't hear joy, you're a bad thing. Song years ago in the church, up above my head, I hear music in the air. Listen here, Sister Vicky and Sister Tracy, I love y'all to death, but y'all, your job is not to make the saints joyful. It's not to pump them up. If there's no joy in there, it won't happen. With joy, it's got to go down on the inside. If the joy is on the inside, I stand mm, really and testify and sing. Take care. Yeah, 
Now, we said joy. Again, I hate to keep referring to the old church, but those folks needed to see something. They need to see you jumping and shouting. You just don't can't identify with that hand. You just couldn't, you just couldn't say I'm saved. <laughs> I wish I had some witnesses of you. You couldn't just say I'm saved. They need to see some sign that you were saved. Yes. They need to see some joy in your life. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm here to tell you, you don't have, have to manufacture. No. No, you didn't. You didn't have to manufacture. God did the work in you. Amen. I told you, amen. God baptized me and filled with the Holy Ghost. I couldn't even get into church on Sunday. I'm looking at y'all. I couldn't even get into church. That joy started at the best Sunday school. There was no music, was nothing. I was you're talking about baptism of the Holy Ghost. You're talking about the, the power in your life. Oh my goodness. I took that thing home. I couldn't even drive home. I couldn't even drive home that night. Somebody drive my car home. Yeah. Woo, y'all look at me so funny. You alright? Y'all look at me so funny. You alright? Tell my goodness. Lord help us. Lord help us. I need, I need, I need to always say that they need to be when God made us a nation. You don't understand what I'm talking about. That's right. Everything in the house, that was my heart's desire to do with that as congregation. Everything on the, on the house was on the floor. Blame before God. God was in the house. You can't stand with God's in the house. You can't do business as usual when God is in the house. Then you want to have a relationship now because I've seen, I gotta get it back. Save my soul. I live for you the rest of my days. That's commitment. 
you? Whatever you want me to do, I didn't tell them. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. That's commitment. Do I need to go to that marriage ceremony again? Yeah. Marriage ceremony ain't nothing but commitment. Love her. Honor her. Cherish her. Keep her. Forsaking all others. In sickness and health. Rich and poor. Until death do we pop. Yes. That sounds like commitment to me. Yes. <laughs> you better really, really consider when you promise it. You don't have to promise it, but you promise it. No. Right. I stood before God and made commitment to Mother Green. I thought we are in our 50th year. When you make promise at the altar, you make commitment, and God is looking for you to make good on that promise. Whatever gift He put in you, whatever talent He put in you, whatever God did for you, God is looking for a return of His investment. God's going to put his heaven best in you and he's not going to do anything? I don't think so. If, you, if you're in the stock market, you put money in the stock market, you want to see a return on your money. Am I right? Yeah. If God invested his spirit down on the inside, he wants to return on it. Amen. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I just showed up for work. Read my paper and drank my coffee, ate my Danish. <laughs> That's a great job. That's a great job. Just walk around, see what everybody else is doing every, every now and then. <laughs> Woo! Can't do that over here. Can't do that over here, y'all. Y'all got to make commitment. This is looking for you. Let me get back to my book. God, if you do all this for me, he says, then will I teach transgressors thy way. See, I'm, I'm going to use my experience to bring somebody else that I've been down that road and I know how it feels. And I'm going to make sure they don't do what I've done. Commit. Restoring all this joy, replacing, and you don't go away scot free. No. Amen. Thank you, Peter. I'm still working on my promise I made years ago. I'm committed to it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Church work is not easy. No, it's not. Working God's house is not easy, y'all. Mm -hmm. I'll be reminiscing. See that? Yeah, we're reminiscing again. My daddy went up to church in 1964, March 8th, 1964. People are ready there, and my God, commitment struck us like I'm on the one. I've been working in the church ever since 64. Yes. That's a long time. I've been diligently working. Account have accountability to somebody. Yes. Yeah. So I've been running to Jesus a long time. I'm not tired yet. Yes. That's what Jesus said. Been running to Jesus a long time. I'm not tired yet. See, when you do it because God has done something, you don't get tired. You may get a little weary on the job, only way God gives you the strength to go on. Yes. Somebody say, thank God for the strength. Thank God for the new strength. And he wants to, and sin shall be converted unto thee. 
That's my job. I'm going to teach them. I'm going to let them know that please don't do what I have done. That's why God places people in the church with varied amount of experiences so that they can tell somebody else that's coming to church. Somebody in the church has been through what you're going through now. Don't ever stand and say nobody knows what I'm going through. Somebody in the church has been through what you're going through now. Don't matter what it is, somebody's been through it. That's what a church community is all Bear one another up. Man. At the time, most needed. Amen. David says in the 17th, I'm getting ready to sit down, y'all. The sacrifices. Ooh. David's free now. David's free. He knows what it takes now. The sacrifices of the Lord, of God, rather. It's a broken spirit. A broken and a contrite heart.
<laughs> I got angry when God, when my daddy called me to the pulpit. That I said angry, because that's not what I wanted to do. Because that was an uncomfortable place yeah. for me. Ministry yeah. wrong? Being a minister is uncomfortable, isn't it? it come on, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes you want to attach to your name, but God sees more in us than we can ever see in ourselves. He doesn't call you because of what you can do. He calls you because you can't do it. If you could, he wouldn't call you. He called you, mother, because he knew you can't do it. But with this, oh, that's right. we can do it. That's what the enemy keeps us from that. Can't do this. Can't. No, you can't do it. We can't do anything. It takes God to do it. So if anybody finds themselves in that, be pen. Be pen. <laughs> I'm going to leave this one thing. I told Bishop this, and I think we said this in, in service one time. When the church of God catch on fire, my daddy told the church this back in 64, and I saw this come to fruition. When the church of God catch on fire, the world will come to see you burn. Amen. It, don't, it, it doesn't take many of It just takes you on fire for God. That's all it takes. I'll leave that with you. God bless you, Bishop.